0: Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Matthew. Today is episode 843. We're looking at Matthew chapter 26, verses 14 through 16. Let's read the passage. Then one of the twelve, the man called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me if I hand him over to you? So they weighed out 30 pieces of silver for him, and from that time he started looking for a good opportunity to betray him. This is the Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew is writing this Gospel, this account of the ministry of Jesus, to convince people that Jesus is the Messiah. We're in this final week of the life of Jesus. It began on Sunday, Palm Sunday, with a triumphant entry as Jesus came into the city with people singing his praises. Then we had several temple encounters and some encounters with the religious leaders. Then Jesus was alone with his disciples on the Mount of Olives and had his final discourse talking about the, what would happen in the future. And we saw the anointing in Bethany. Jesus made the point that this was anointing him for burial because he is facing death. Now we have the betrayal of Judas Iscariot, where Judas is plotting to betray Jesus. It's a short passage. It's just three verses, but it stands on its own. So let's pick it up. Verse 14, then one of the 12. So speaking of the 12 disciples, the 12 apostles, the 12. The man called Judas Iscariot went to the chief priests. So Judas Iscariot, what do we know about him? Really, not a lot. He was listed back in chapter 10 when Matthew gave the list of the apostles. And with even then, we compared the four lists. Each of the Gospels has a list of the apostles. And Peter's always listed first, and Judas is always listed last. And there's a lot of speculation about Judas. So quite often we hear things, and we hear it enough times, we start to think that that's fact. But again, remember, there's not that much we really know for sure. Like the meaning of his name, Judas Iscariot. What does that actually mean? There are a lot of theories, a lot of ideas, a lot of speculation. The most popular one that's pretty much been used as the traditional explanation is it means man of Kerioth. Kerioth being a village implying that's where he's from. Well, if that's the case, then Judas actually is not from Galilee, because Kerioth is in southern Judea, which would mean that Judas is not a Galilean like everybody else. All the other 11 disciples and Jesus are Galileans. And the other big deal of speculation about Judas is what is his motive, and Bottom line, remember, we don't know. We're not told his motive. There's a comment made in one of the Gospels where Judas is upset and it has to do with money. And it says he was the keeper of the money bag. And so we uh, want to assign greed to it. Well, if it's greed, he probably could have gotten a lot more than 30 silver coins for this. Maybe it was greed, or maybe that was part of it. Maybe he is a non-Galilean, and now they're back in Judea, and he's having conflict with the Judean leaders. He sees Jesus as a danger to their national identity. Maybe he's just disappointed with how Jesus is playing out this role as Messiah. He's not doing it right. He seems to be heading straight for an execution versus setting up a throne. Or maybe he thinks Jesus is acting too slowly, and so he's going to force the issue and force Jesus' hand. All this is speculation. We don't know why he does what he does. But we do know this is what he does. And so he approaches the chief priests, verse 15, and said, What are you willing to give me if I hand him over to you? So it looks like he's already made up his mind to hand jesus over and now he's just looking for what's the price of that so there's already disillusionment with jesus for one reason or another notice the language hand him over in several of Jesus' predictions about what would happen when they got to jerusalem he said i will be handed over and here judas is saying i will hand him over so they weighed out 30 pieces of silver for him Why do you need to weigh if it's 30 pieces of silver? And I think that's just a term because traditionally you weighed out a certain weight of precious metal. So I think it's just using the language of weighed out 30 pieces of silver. Now, is there significance to this? Uh, Most people say this is really looking back to Zechariah. And as we read the rest of Matthew, it sure looks like it. Back in Zechariah chapter 11, the prophet Zechariah is stepping in to take the role of the shepherd of Israel, the shepherd of God's people. And so in uh, Zechariah 11, start with verse 9, he says, Then I said, I will no longer shepherd you. Let what is dying die, and what is perishing perish. Let the rest devour each other's flesh. Next, I took my staff called favor, cut it in two, annulling the covenant I had made with all the peoples. It was annulled on that day, so the oppressed of the flock who were watching me knew that it was the word of the Lord. Then I said to them, If it seems right to you, give me my wages, but if not, keep them. So they weighed my wages, 30 pieces of silver. Throw it to the potter, the Lord said to me. This magnificent price I was valued by them. So I took the 30 pieces of silver and threw it into the house of the Lord to the potter. So there's a lot going on there. But the whole thing with the 30 pieces of silver, the throwing it to the potter, the throwing it into the house of the Lord. We see that played out here with Judas. And irony here is Zechariah steps in and says he's taking over basically as a shepherd of God's people, and then says, pay me my wages, because he's annulling the covenant, and they, they give him 30 pieces of silver, which is the Old Testament price that was to be paid to the owner of a slave who was accidentally gored to death by an oxen. And so when he says this magnificent price, that's sarcasm. He's saying they've basically given him this pittance and that's why he's throwing it to the potter, throwing it to the Lord's house because it's an insult, this amount of money. So similarly, this 30 pieces of silver given to betray Jesus, the Messiah, the one who's here to die for the sins of the world, is a paltry amount of money. It's an insulting amount of money. That's why I said earlier, if it was just greed, I think Judas could have gotten a lot more because the chief priests were very upset with Jesus and were really looking for a way to get rid of him. So I think they would have paid a lot of money to get rid of Jesus. Now, depending on how you count it and what the silver coins were, were they denarii, were they shekels, uh, you're talking probably the realm of 30 to 120 days pay, which is not chump change, but it's really not anywhere near what he probably could have gotten if it was purely greed. What am I going to get out of this? But we do see fulfillment of the prophecy of Zechariah here. Verse 16, from that time he started looking for a good opportunity to betray him. Now, we don't know at what point during this final week that Judas goes to the chief priests and makes this deal. We know that Judas will leave during the Last Supper after Jesus says, someone is going to betray me. And then Judas leaves after that Then when the Last Supper is finished, they all go to the Garden of Gethsemane. And apparently it was known in advance. That's where they went. And Judas leads the group that arrests Jesus to meet them there. So he's looking for a good opportunity and he will find it the night of the Last Supper. So we see a fulfillment of the prophecy of Zechariah. We see Judas carrying out this fulfillment of that prophecy. As far as his motives, we really don't know, and it really doesn't matter. He goes down in history as the greatest betrayer of all time. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Matthew.